Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast. Right here on Georgia Radio. Well, happy uh, morning to you. Wednesday, the 9th of February. Good morning. Matt Jolly here with you on Neighbor to Neighbor, the show that is all about you and uh, all of our neighbors here in Georgia. Glad to be with you today. If you want to call in this morning, you can do it. 678-390-8633 is the number to dial. Get you right on the air. I'm going to check in here in a few minutes, uh, maybe with Brother Wade. We'll see if he answers. He, he did. I just tried him, and uh, he was he was out in the woods doing something today. I'm going to just ring him one more time here, and let's just see if he answers. Because he, I guarantee it, he's going to be hee-haw laughing from last night. Did you hear the show last night, by the way? If you missed it, you got you to tune back in to the podcast feed and hear it. If you, if you want to join the podcast feed, I'll tell you, he's not going to answer. He'll call back, though, here in a few minutes. We'll get him on. To listen to the podcast feed, it's the purple icon at the bottom of your iPhone. Uh, it looks like a, a body with two circles coming around it. You just click on that, and then right there, there's a search bar, and you type in Georgia Radio, two words, Georgia, then radio, and our icon pops up. Click on that and click follow. That's all you got to do. Once you're in there, you'll see it. It's last night's Georgia folk and farm life radio show and i'm telling you it's a side splitter just hearing wade laugh that hard alone is what got me going and and anyway you'll enjoy the show last night great great time uh miss dawn baker joined us from the wallow in the woods pig sanctuary you can sponsor your own pig did you know that you can sponsor a pig for 25 dollars a month and the money that you spend goes directly to the feed and caring of that animal. I, it is on the tip of my tongue. If you listened last night, you know what I'm wanting to say, but I'm not going to say it anyway. You go listen to that show and be ready to laugh. Just have a good time. For $25, she'll take care of that pig for you, and uh, she'll make that pig real happy. And uh, that that is, that's what we want to hear. We, we want happy pigs. We're going to start doing the pig of the week here on this show. And we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Every, a lot of radio shows have the pet of the week. We're gonna have the pig of the week. So when Miss Dawn sends us a, a a pretty picture of a pig, we're gonna get it right on, and uh, we'll put that in the newsletter from now on, and we'll have pig of the week. So I was talking to um, I was talking to Mark Ware yesterday, country music artist Mark Ware. You've heard him on here. You've heard him on the show, and Mark has such an interesting story, and and I, he's never talked about it here on Georgia Radio, but I, I know in my heart of hearts uh, that you are going to find this particular story uh, really interesting. Uh, it's an incredible uh, testimony to Mark's faith in how he got through everything that he's been through. He is going to be the last guest on Season 4 of the History Worth Saving podcast, one of my other shows. You can find that at historyworthsaving.com. Uh, but Mark... Mark had to be on this this next season. The season focuses on, it, the title of it is Masters of Their Arts. And it focuses on people who have perfected the art of whatever it is that they're working on. We start off with a, a storyteller and a journalist uh, who came into your home for a number of years. He was the first host on Good Morning America. I'm talking about David Hartman. Well, David, of course, you know, he's interviewed everybody under the sun. Uh, 
including Gaddafi, where they flew him out to Libya. And he tells that story uh, in the first episode. But we wanted a guy that, that, that made it, had tons of success and made it. And that's how we start off the show. Then we start talking to some artists uh, because you think masters of their art. You're going to think painters. You're going to think artisans. Um, one of the guys that, I, that I've been fascinated with over the years is a wildlife artist. He's a wildlife painter. You see his work all over the place. It's in Bass Pro. It's in Cabela's. Uh, probably one of the most sold wildlife painters in America, if I had to guess. His name is Dallin Lamson. And he lives out there in Utah where he paints uh, just the most spectacular landscapes and animal paintings you've ever seen. Um, the Elk Foundation uh, just loves the guy and has been given their top award for artists. Uh, it, there's so many things that Dallin can paint and bring to life that I, he, he was absolutely, he had to be in this series. The next person is, is someone that you just never even think about. Uh, Helene Bernhard is is one of these artists who developed a style out of necessity. She started painting this way because of the way she actually sees. Uh, was born with an eye defect when she was a child uh, that has since been corrected. But but the way that she sees is a result of this eye, uh, this eye issue that she had as a child. It, it is carried over into adulthood, and it helped her to see an entirely new way. When you see her style once, you're going to say, well, I've seen that before. I've seen that uh, down there at that big craft store that I, that I shop at that's got all those paintings for sale. You have seen this style because it has been copied by artists all over the country. But the real story, the real, the real truth in it is, is Helene. And it's how she started that is going to just make you I uh, want to learn a whole lot more about her. Anyway, that's just a few of, of the people that are on there. We have Sitting Bull's great-grandson uh, on there. Made national news here a while back. And then Mark Ware telling his story. So the cycle of the, of the season starts out with someone who's made it. Someone who unequivocally made it by the standards of the modern world. And then we get into the folks that are are building up uh, their careers as artists. They're masters of their arts. They're doing really well. Then we have... Someone who has been working an entire lifetime and just just received major validation. Then we've got the guy that's just starting out. He's already a master, but boy, he is he is climbing that ladder of success. And then finally, we end with Mark Ware, a guy that has had success right on the tips of his fingers. And he gave it up. He gave it up to raise his family. He was a single father. And he tells that story right here about how he had that record deal in his hand and that he turned it down. I, I'm telling you, this is an amazing story. And I wanted you to hear it right now because I think so much of Mark and I think so much of this story, I just want you had to hear it. We play him enough on here, you know the guy, but here's just a sample of what you'll hear in season four on the full episode. Here's Mark Ware. I think at the time I'd had you know almost five years on with the fire department. And I just had a little baby girl and uh, things happened the way it did. And I wound up with custody of, uh, of the baby. So here I was in my early twenties with a, with a newborn baby and in chasing country music and working at the fire department. So yeah, I was faced with a choice for sure. And that, that moment came and yes, my, my gut says you were dreading it as much as you wanted it, where you had to make that decision to either stay 
or to go. Yes, sir. And it was, um, you know, country music and well, just music in itself has just been something that's just carried me all my life. Uh, really, it's just it's just been my place to go. Um, but at the time and the way the music industry works, uh, they was wanting to front you some money and and uh, have you work on some projects and then you pay them back. And then after you pay them back, you start making some money on your royalties. And, you know, um, there really wasn't much insurance involved. Uh, again, I had the baby and um, I just it just wasn't the right time um, to go if. You know, it just wasn't the right time at that point. You just couldn't give up the insurance, couldn't give up the, you know, the, the five years I'd already had invested with the fire department. And, um, you know, the guys that were playing music with me three nights a week, um, every every week, you know, um, you know, I've, there was some loyalty to them guys as well. And um, I just decided to, to just continue on with the fire department and to continue music as a hobby at that point. Yeah, George Jones never wrote a song about a fireman that gives everything up stability-wise and chases country music as opposed to taking care of his baby girl. I've never heard that song, Mark. So I, yeah, I think right. I think you made the right call in this. I mean, it's it's not that it's not it's it's not a no, it's a not now. And you're a man of faith, and I know you've drawn on that over your years. Uh, talk to me about about being a fireman and how that has affected uh, you as a songwriter. You know, as, as a fireman, um, you know, and I, and I tell my son who is 21 now and in his second year with the fire department there in Clayton County, Georgia, matter of fact, Matt, he just uh, won the state of Georgia's rookie of the year award uh, from the training and the work that he's done this year. So we were just in Atlanta last uh, Wednesday night and Mark Jr. received the rookie firefighter of the year award for the state of Georgia, which was a very big proud dad moment. For oh, sure. sure. Um, but as a fireman, um, I, I tell Mark all the time, uh, even when he was growing up, I, I really didn't consider it a job. Um, I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed going in. I enjoyed the camaraderie. I enjoyed helping folks. And, um, you know, it was just something that I got paid to do every day that, uh, that I didn't even consider work. I just, uh, it didn't become a part of me. Uh, the fire department just become a part of, of who I am. It's just something I really, really enjoyed my 32 years in the Georgia fire service. And and it has affected your songwriting. It would have to talk it a little has. bit about that. Cause I, I'm curious on that. It has, it's, um, you know, just the, the, the stuff you see as a firefighter, uh, through many parts of the ranks, it affects you in different ways, uh, just depending on what, what rank you're in. And, um, you know, a, a lot of times it, you know, it just, it just increases, um, you know, it just increases your feelings. Um, you actually see, um, you actually see what, what this world really is and what happens in this world every day. And it, it affects your feelings in many different ways. Sometimes it's, it affects your feelings in a, you know, in a sad way. And sometimes it affects your feeling in a happy way. Um, you know, so it, uh, you know, it really, it creates that creative, uh, mind, uh, when it comes to the songwriting for sure. Hmm. You know, usually you hear guys describe it the opposite. They say, well, it's, it's jaded me or it's, it's, it's made that something that I don't, I don't experience anymore. Right. Uh, right. You hear that a lot with first responders, but to hear you say that, that it's sharpened that sense uh, is remarkable. You know, I have to give a lot of that credit to my faith as well. Um, 
you know, I, I believe I've been able to do what I've done for 32 years in the Georgia Fire Service because of my faith. I believe I'm who I am today is is because of my faith. So that's something I hold really close to my heart. I wanted I want to get into this because, you know, part of that is that he says it's 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 never easy, but it's worthwhile. And we hear that a lot. And you were faced uh, with a horrible tragedy uh, and the death of one of your daughters. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, in, in 2006, uh, my oldest child, the one I spoke of earlier that I had custody of when I was in my early 20s, um, was called from school one, uh, and said that she didn't feel well. Well, Dad says, hey, you, have, you haven't missed a day of school since kindergarten, girl. You're going to stay there till 1130. So uh, she, I called her, or, or actually she called me back at 1130, said she felt a little bit better, and she was a cheerleader for um, the school and she was going to attend practice that afternoon. And so I just did my regular routine that day and picked her up in the, in the, in the parent line after cheerleading practice. And, you know, she looked a little pale and I said, you want to go eat? She said she went hungry. So um, I said, well, let's just ride over here to the doctors and uh, see if they're still open. And just someone told me to take her to the doctor. And uh, they said she had a touch of pneumonia. And, um, so they wanted to keep her overnight for observations. And, uh, I believe that was on a Tuesday night. Well, um, I think on Wednesday, Wednesday evening, they wind up having to intubate her because her oxygen level was dropping so fast. And then on uh, Friday we lost her and it was uh, due to a staph infection that she had developed inside of her lung. And, um, you know, I tell folks it was like she contracted cancer at a thousand miles an hour. And it just, you know, it was just a whirlwind of 72 hours went from cheering at high school, uh, that afternoon to, you know, we were making funeral arrangements that weekend. You know, where do you go from there? Well, I went straight to rock bottom, to be honest, Matt. Um, uh, this is where my life turned into that country song. Um, um, tried to drown my, drown my pain with alcohol, uh, uh, an alcohol addiction that I fought for, uh, for a while. Um, of course you could never, never drink enough. Um, and the story aligned to where my dad was a deacon at a, at a Baptist church and dad had probably picked me up at every bar in town at closing time when they've kicked me out um so it just or picked me up over at the cemetery where i just wouldn't leave um and just i went i went rock bottom so dad uh being the the man he was um he sat me down one evening and said son i'm not coming i'm not coming to another bar to pick you up i'm not coming to break up another fight he says um i'm i'm having to turn this over to god and um you're just going to have to, you're going to have to figure this out. And, um, a hard conversation I had with my father. And, um, he asked me, he said, he said, would you do me a favor? He said, I don't care what you do Monday through Saturday. And, um, but on Sundays, will you just come over here and sit in the church with me, um, over here at the church where he was attending. And, um, you know, that just resonated in my mind. So I didn't want to disappoint my father. So I would go to this church on Sunday mornings and I would still have on the clothes that I had on Saturday nights. I went there and, and sat through that church for, you know, an hour and a half with my, with my parents. 
And, uh, you know, just so I wouldn't disappoint him. And about three months into this, uh, I'm still, I'm still as bottom as you can get. And then going over to the church and sitting there with my dad on Sundays, uh, the piano player at the church, um, I became ill and dad stood up at church one day and said, uh, Mark plays the piano. He'll, he'll come up here and do a song. And I just looked at my dad. So again, I, I, went, I didn't want to disappoint him. I went over there and I played, played for the church and I probably, I know everybody up there could smell it, uh, could smell what was on me from the night before. And, um, about, about a month into playing for the church and a lot of times just probably still drunk from the night before. Matter of fact, Noah was still drunk from the night before. You know, I was just convicted sitting there at the piano saying, uh, you know, I, I got to get this life back together. I got to do it. So, you know, a lot of that's in my father. So I, I laid the bottle down and, uh, you know, just got real big in the church and I got helping with the choir and, and, uh, just started rebuilding my music, uh, from that point. From the ground up, from your faith up. From the ground and faith up. Yes, sir. That's funny. Isn't it? How God works. And, and what a, what a story, Mark, to get to where you're at right now. We're going to get into that. Uh, you built your, your music back up. You, you've, you've got such a, I, I think a, a, a truth in your songs and, you know, they always joke about it being three chords in the truth, but there, there is, there is a voice that you have uh, much like an author writing a book. There is a voice that comes clear uh, through your songs and I, and I, it, it comes from this. I mean, it no doubt comes from this place um, and this, this journey that you've been on. Uh, what are you working on right now? So I just got back from Nashville this weekend and the latest works we're doing. Um, I went up there to record a song that um, this, this next song is just one that I've, I've got up early on Sunday mornings and, and played it um, probably every Sunday there is um, for the last 10 or 12 years. And, hmm the local sheriff in this town, um, it turned out to be one of it. Every time I see him, he's like, sing me this song, sing that song, show them this song, sing this song. Well, he, he talked me into calling the label and, uh, the agent and they arranged some studio time. And so we went up there and cut the song early Sunday morning. And I just, that song talks about, uh, me laying the bottle down and, um, you know, it just talks about the story I just talked about. So we can't wait to release that one. While we were there uh, this weekend, um, the label there is, has put me on tour with Brian Martin. Brian's getting about a million streams a week right now with his new song, Beauty and the Struggle, and um, he's just really taken off. We start our tour in March. On, um, we're going to Mexico, I think, on Royal Caribbean in March. And we've got three or four more dates in March we're doing. But while we were there, Brian came over to where we was parked in the campground and I said, listen to this. I've been putting some words together for uh, for this song. It's called Shooting Whiskey and Killing Time. But that was about 8 o'clock Friday night. And Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, he liked the song so much, we went over to the studio and, re- and we cut that one as well. <laughs> there you go. Mark Ware. We'll be right back. Georgia Radio. Good company and great country. Georgia Radio. 
And welcome back here to Neighbor to Neighbor. If you want to call in today, you can do it. 678-390-8633. We can get you on here. Try to connect up with Brother Wade. He is out and about today. If you missed the podcast from last night's show, go check it out. It's I, To me, it, it is just one of my absolute favorite episodes of the Georgia Folk and Farm Life Show. Talking about the pigs out there at Wallow in the Woods, the pig sanctuary. <laughs> Too much fun. Anyway. Uh, give that a listen. If there's something you want to hear later on today, uh, you can always send that over uh, through the chat feature as well of our website at uh, georgeradio.com. Just to enter in the chat bar there what you want to hear, and we'll get it right on. I love talking to Mark Ware. I I mean, what a gift to have him on this station so regularly as he's making the climb. And I think what's great about having him on History Worth Saving is we have the time just to sit there and and dive into what he's working on. Uh, the time to talk about it, uh, and the time to really get to know him. And, of course, at the end of the interview, he starts talking about this publishing deal that he's that he's looking at now and how he's a fire chief. He's been on the, you know, on the floor of the fire station now for 32 years. What's he going to do? Is, is this the time to jump? Is this the time to make music his full-time career? Is this Is this the point? where he has to decide um, if this is what his life is really going to become. Uh, and it's an interesting choice. And we will not know what he decides until he decides it. But we're going to explore it on that episode of History Worth Saving. And, and the rest of that interview is just well worth listening to. He talked about the song, Carry On. And I wanted to play it for you this morning because it is just such a great song. And it's it's one of those that he wrote uh, with a purpose in mind. And that purpose, of course, uh, was passing on uh, everything to his son. And I think he just said it real well in that interview. Here is the song he was talking about as we continue this morning's Neighbor to Neighbor show. Here is Mark Ware singing Carry On. Got no 
Mark Ware on Georgia Radio. They're carrying on. If you missed the interview, uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, go back and play the podcast. It'll be up here uh, in just a few minutes. Want to check in with Brother Wade before we knock off for the day. Brother Wade, last yes, night, sir. that was a fun, fun show, was it not? It it was. I'm it still, really was. Listen, I, I was doing fine until you started laughing. And then when yeah, you well, started laughing. It, yeah. <laughs> And you started trying to mute your phone. I don't know how you yep. were trying to hold the speaker or whatever, but it just, I'm telling you, the wheels came off at around yep. the 20-something minute mark. I want yep. you to know that that show's been played in Canada now. It's been played uh, up in Ohio. It's been played. Really? All oh, people are, they, <laughs> they're enjoying it. <laughs> it was a fun now, show. I, I didn't mention it earlier, but it, the, the subject matter was, was pigs. It was uh, right. Miss Dawn Baker from the Wallow in the Woods Pig Sanctuary uh, came on the show last night and talked about her pigs. You can sponsor a pig, as I said, for $25 a month. Now, that's a pretty good deal. That is a good deal. And she'll make sure that that pig yeah, is exceedingly calls. happy if you sponsor that pig. It will be yep. well cared for. It'll be the happiest pig in the pit, so to speak. Be as happy as a dead pig with sunshine. As used to there say. you go. Well, I don't know if that's appropriate or not in this condition, but anyway. What's uh, what's coming up next week? Uh, talk to us about that because if someone missed the show last night, they can play the podcast and they'll laugh along with us. But what what's next week? Next week, uh, we have Steve Meeks. We'll be talking about the uh, about the longleaf pine, how important it was, the ecology of it in the wiregrass area of Georgia, Those the, the longleaf pine wildlife habitat. And Steve and his family, they run a, uh, they raise uh, or grow uh, pine seedlings. Longleaf uh, pine seedlings, right? Longleaf, uh, yes. And, and I think others too, but they, 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 um, they they really do high quality yeah uh, seedlings and 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 he has uh sold uh wiregrass seed to people that want to plant longleaf pines and have that wiregrass on the ground and and uh have have a habitat uh try to restore what was i think that's great well the wiregrass region certainly needs that and uh, steve yep. meeks he's the guy to help you out with that and of course he has uh, meeks meets as well and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit, yep, too. Yep. But uh, there's some great stuff going on on Georgia Folk and Farm Life. And, uh, Brother Wade, just appreciate you coming on and uh, keeping us up to date and, and laughing last night. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Same here. Should, do we talk about it? I don't even think we should talk about it. I think people just need to go listen to it. Cause <laughs> it, it go listen. <laughs> I don't think, you know, my mother, when I would be in a bad mood as a kid, she would look at me and she'd say, I want you to say piggity, 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 poo three times to me. <laughs> and you look me in the eye and you don't laugh. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But, but I'm telling you last night, I couldn't say those two words and not laugh. If I had that, that's the new piggity, piggity, poo, I think. Yes. And so, I, and Dawn was a great sport about all of it. Uh, 
She was just was. a she was a blast. It was just an absolute blast the whole show. It and I, I I know some people uh, were really laughing about it because they wrote they. It's rare that people write in and say they were laughing about something, but right. they were writing in last night talking about it. So there you go. I'm glad. All right, Wade. Well, stay <laughs> safe. Is your back better today? Or are you are you still I'm, down? I'm I'm down. Uh, still down. Well, I'm better. We're gonna come over and we'll bring a fork. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Take care, Wade. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Brother Wade Peebles from last night's all-new Georgia Folk and Farm Live show. Go check it out right there on the podcast feed. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Listen, we've got all your requests and whatever you want to hear coming up today till 2 o'clock. This concludes Neighbor to Neighbor. My thanks to Mark Ware for coming on today. You can catch his complete episode right there at historyworthsaving.com, historyworthsaving.com. One of my other radio shows. You can check it out right there. The full episode will be released next week. Uh, But go over there and poke around on Season 3. I think you'll enjoy our shows at historyworthsaving.com as well. All right, I'll be back here in just a few minutes to start playing Request. This has been Neighbor to Neighbor. Thanks for listening. So long for now, everybody. Radio. Good company and great country. Yeah.